It is great to have you on the Family Goals podcast with Davey Pollock and Pastor Jay. I'm Joel and Howes, and on this podcast, we want to encourage you to grow closer to God, to strengthen your marriage, and to inspire your family to reach its highest potential. In this episode, we talk on who comes second to God. Is it your spouse or is it your kids? Take a listen. We Speak know, for yourself. We should talk about our show prep. <laughs> we should talk about how much we talk about what we're going to talk about before we just, let's go make this happen. Well, it totally surprised me that you were texting me and calling me wanting to know what we were talking about. And I was thinking, well, normally we just roll with it. Yeah, I, I, and, I did uh, love the last series, though. I thought that was really good because... Because you came up with it? I think so. Because <laughs> it, it was your idea. It was extraordinary. I mean, it's really good. So you notice I got some new swag on. I like it. What does that so say? So it says uh, Gridiron Supply. Did you really have to read that, by the way? I did. Okay. Is, I did. That, a, is that a pit stain I'm under un- there? No, it's not a pit stain. I think it's a spill. It's a brand new. He just he just put it on, so. Oh. Yeah, I guess, I guess it's a spill from something. It's all right. It's okay. Whoops. Hey, so, we don't expect you to be perfect. We're not perfect. We don't expect you to be. So I got I got you some gear too, dude. Gridiron, yes. gridiron supply. This is so all, you're like, you're, this is twice look, you've given me gear. You got to. Ha- why don't you see everything that's in there? The lid. So this is Steve the neighbor. Have you ever heard of Steve the neighbor? The sauna guy. The guy who yeah. gave you the sauna. Yeah. The fa- <laughs> what? He gave you the sauna. So he? so he's kind of got this little business going gridiron supply, but he he's the Nike rep for the area. You know, so he provides the Nike, like football uniforms and basketball and all that gear and um, Jordan stuff. He's got the old school leather helmet on. So he's got the old school leather. And so he's like, hey, you think you and Pollock could wear this on the podcast? And so I don't know if, you know, it's free, free swag, but maybe, maybe we could parlay this into some uh, sponsorship or something. Always good for a parlay, baby. So uh, free as me, I always tell people free. But he as me. gave you, he gave you like you got a pullover, you got a hat, you got a t-shirt. Is there a long sleeve tee in there, or just a t-shirt? Are you are you coveting my stuff? Or are you? No, I'm giving you this stuff. I, I know, but I'm saying you're getting. Don't do the comparison thing. Like, oh, what did he give you? He didn't give me. Like, come on now, we don't do that crap. Nothing hey, uh, that. he kept saying, "What size does Pollock wear?" And I was like, "Well, Pollock thinks he wears an extra large, I'm an but XL. he's, but he's a double X." I'm giving two XL, but that do it. The double X looking good on you. Appreciate that. Appreciate that, neighbor. <laughs> if you want to give me the sauna too? I can. Take the so sauna that's from. Um, it might Steve. blow up on you. Yeah, is the it, sauna is the sauna holding up, or is it? How's that holding up? Have we not discussed this on oh, the pod? No, yes. the, the sauna yes, we, caught we on fire. Yeah, but. Is it so? It's gone, gone. So one of the guys in my small group. Were you I, in there with your bathing suit on when it got caught on fire? Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, if yeah, we're not going any details of what I was wearing. <laughs> Thank God. <laughs> but I gave it to one of one of my guys in my small group, and he sold it on Facebook Marketplace for five hundred bucks. Nice. That's a broken sauna. So five hundred bucks. So I, so I got a new sauna you, did, did from he, Wojak. Wojak told me he didn't give it to me. I bought it on Amazon. Okay. Which, by the way, I cranked it up last night. I was going to get in there last night as I was pre- preparing for the Family Goals podcast. Right. It just shut down on me. It's Did not it? working. You want him to come on now? It's not? Yeah. Uh, I was gonna, has yours ever just shut down on you? No. Completely just went out on me. I can't figure it out. Do you have a, do you have a thing, like, do you have a roll on the side that you can bite when you, need to, when you get excited <laughs> in the sauna? Or a, do you bring a chew toy with you? <laughs> You're not gonna let that body oh, thing go, Wojak. I mean, how can you Dude, let I would, that go? I would just return that to Amazon. Well, that's what I'm gonna have yeah. to do. 
That's so weird. But I, I've, I've deemed the sauna now the executive workout. Okay. Because you don't really have to work out to get a good good sweat in. So it's just the executive workout. So so it's like getting cardio and getting your heart rate up no, and sweating. It's actually not. But it's the executive <laughs> no, workout. It's it's, I figure you would love that. It's actually oh, not right. like getting your heart rate up and working out at all. <laughs> Please don't spread that to people that think they can just buy a sauna and that's their new workout. Listen to me, people. <laughs> I know Pollock doesn't agree, but it, it, it works. There's a lot of research to it. I mean, there's a lot of good things about a sauna. Did you read the article I sent you? I didn't, but it'd be like reading your show notes. Um, but like <laughs> that, and I'm actually getting a cold plunge. Oh, Have you no, seen Which those? one are you getting? Which I'm, one are you? I'm, I'm, you're I'm probably getting the top dog one. I'm right? getting the big dog plunge Dang. where you, you plug it in and, it, and it, you can get it to 39. Yes. So it's in it God, sits, I want that And so then you bad. can cover it. So yes. I'm, I'm actually about to get one of those, me and my buddies. Is this indoor or outdoor? It's outdoor. Well, you, right, well, you, can you can do, do indoor both. outdoor. I'll probably put it indoor in our gym. Oh, okay. And then uh, our I'm buddies, over. just to get, because, you know, you, you want to preserve something, you put on ice. Think about it. You want to preserve food, you put on ice. You want to preserve your body. Like, there's a lot of research. Like Ron Corson at Georgia, he's got all these gazillions of dollars spent on all this stuff, and I was like, what's the best thing you got? And he's like, cold tub. I mean, ice is the best. So this, how, keeps, it, this keeps it really, really cold. How long do you sit in the... About 10 minutes, 10 to 12 minutes. Can you go that long? Yeah. I mean, I, listen, I did it after football every day because it was survival. I mean, I would get in it up to my neck because it would help your body. It would literally, it just stops the lactic acid, and it helps you recover so much faster. It's... It's so much, your body feels so much better. Um, so me and my buddies, I, I was like, listen, well, we can get this and y'all pitch in, I'll pitch in. But Dang. I also said, because we work out hard, you know, four or five days a week. I was like, we're going to get in this after a workout. Like, get it, you get in, then I get in. You get so in, one get person, y'all not getting in together. Not, not getting in together, no. We're not getting the cold. And of course, the one that Davey's talking about is top of the line. It is sleek as all get out. It's awesome. Um, jealous well i like it how long would it take to cool it. off i like, like it when you turn i like it, it too because you you also get to control the temperature so people that need to start off at a higher like 50 degrees you can put it at 50 like i'm trying to convince my wife to that do that would be me let's start around 72 oh yeah you should have seen some of my teammates <laughs> some of my teammates like they would dip their toes in the cold tub and we had at georgia we had like it was a it was a it was a pool basically so because everybody would get in the cold tub and they would be on the outside just putting their feet in or whatever, and I'd jump in at Cannonball and just splash cold water everywhere. Of course you yes. would. <laughs> it was awesome. I hated it. So it takes some time to get used to. But How often is, are you going to get in that? At least three days a week. Three okay. to four days a week. That's awesome. Yeah. You, work right. out, you work out four or five days a week? Yeah. Make sure we yeah. take care of the body. Put, yeah. it on, put it on ice. Put it on ice and preserve it, baby. <laughs> All right, let's get to the real stuff, because I'm sure people are All it. right, so we're continuing our series, God's Design for the Family. And uh, so let, let me just recap the design. God first, marriage second, kids third, and the husband father last. That we're, to, we're to lay our lives down. And then gridiron supply is very last. And gridiron supply, we're both, we're both repping today. Yeah. So we'll see if we can parlay this into, uh, into a sponsorship or Dang something. Right. But we, we do have a lot of interest, right, Woj, on, on some sponsorships and some other things. Yeah, going we got on something the in the making. We'll just kind of keep it hush. Yeah, we'll, hush keep, we'll, now, keep, but, we'll keep it on the D low. Uh, really, really strong. The DL. Potential. I was trying to be cool. DL. D low. I like that. D low. Yes. and <laughs> shaking his head. You're so cool. So today I want to talk about the second thing, which is marriage. Marriage is second. Marriage is the most important human relationship. Of course, we have a relationship with God. Yep. 
where then marriage should be the most important. And we're in Ephesians chapter 5. Let me read the passage. Submit to one another out of reverence for Christ, which a lot of, a lot of people leave that first verse out when they're talking about wives submitting to husbands. Mm-hmm. But it says, submit to each other out of fear of God. And then it says, wives, submit to your husbands as to the Lord. For the husband is the head of the wife, as Christ is the head of the church, his body, of which he is the Savior. Now, as the church submits to Christ, so also wives should submit to their husbands in everything. And then it says, husbands, love your wives just as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her. Now, we could get in this whole, like, women in submission and all that kind of stuff. I feel like if the husband's truly laying his life down for his wife and loving her as Christ loved the church, then of course she's going to follow him. Of course she's going to submit to to his leadership. But this is this is I mean he is he is the leader of the family. Yep. Spiritual leader, provider, all, all of those things. You know and what so, I found out about that though? I will say this. And this is not an insult. So I'm not I'm not trying to make this an insult, but I have found that if you are the man and you are the leader of your household, um, there can be a lot of good things and a lot of, uh, it, it can, it can go really well, but I will say this, the men out there that don't want to lead and that refuse to lead their family, women will step up and lead. Oh, a hundred percent. Women absolutely will take the lead and they will run their family because they'll, they'll run it like a tight ship and they'll, they'll be so organized. They're, they're innately programmed to, to run things and do such a great job and organize. Like there's just, you, you can tell most women are just wired for that. Like they're just good at it. And, um, it, it's, it, but it's, it's, it's very non-negotiable. It's we're supposed to lead. And, and that means stepping up with our relationship with our wife. And that means putting them first, which is not easy to do. I mean, that's not a, it's not a natural thing for us to do. Naturally, we want to sit on our own throne. Naturally, we want to, Naturally, we worry about ourselves. How many guys have been out there been like, man, I did X, Y, and Z. I deserve loving. You're like, bro. You, you, <laughs> and listen, I've had to talk myself off that cliff too. You don't deserve that. And just because you don't get something, don't treat your wife any different. And, and, I, and, I, and I'll be honest, I, I've had to pray that prayer within, pray, prayer within the last week. Like, my expectations of what should happen are not, I need to love my wife and I need to take care of my wife and I need to do all the things that I need to, I need to take care of all mm. the things I'm supposed to, whether I get results or not. Like you out there that are plugging, I'm loving my wife. I'm doing X. I'm doing Y. She doesn't do this. I don't care what she doesn't do. And I'm not, and I'm not saying it's easy and you need to find somebody to talk to. Like you need to find somebody that will give you good advice and that will listen to you, that will pour into you. But we're supposed to put her first. We're supposed to love on her. That means her needs. That means what's important to her needs to be important to you. Like, that's not, again, that's not something that's going to come natural, but go do that and watch how your life will change. Because I can tell you, there's seasons when I do a really good job of that. And then there's seasons where I fail big time. And there's a big difference in my marriage. It's a big yeah. difference. And when you come to the altar, it's very similar to someone coming into Christ. When, when you come to the altar of God, you die to yourself and he's now Lord of your life. And so when you come to the marriage altar and you say, I do, you're now dying to yourself. The two are becoming one. Like you're, you're now putting this person as the most important person in your life, not yourself. And I think so many of us guys, like 
in my mind when I was getting married, I was thinking, oh, great, I'm going to have somebody to cook for me and clean for me and wash clothes for me. (laughs) You can do what my mom used to do. Yeah. (laughs) Wait, uh, that's not accurate? (laughs) Might Might be for you. Now, now, husbands, love your wives as Christ loved the church. How did Christ love the church? Did, I think you're, you're going to like this. Right. Three ways. Christ was the prophet, the priest, and king. Jesus is prophet, priest, and king. And that's how he shows his love for the church. And that we're to love our wives. We're the prophet, we're the priest, and we're the king. I've piqued your interest, haven't have yeah. I? I can see you're getting excited about this. I like that. And so the first thing is prophet. Like, we are the spiritual leader of the family. Like, we are we are to lead them spiritually. The priest, we're to, we're to care for their needs. We're to meet her needs, care for her needs. And th- this goes with the rest of the family, too. And then king. King is the provider. King is the pre- protector. And I think all guys, we love to be the king. You oh, know, yeah. we love to provide and protect and you know we have our thrones which is our recliners and our scepters which is our remote control and <laughs> you know we control the thermostat but what do, what do you think about that prophet spiritual leader priest care for meet the needs of and then king provider and prote- I, I, I thought that was for some pretty good stuff right it's pretty solid that's in that solid for you i'll give you a high grade <laughs> i'm not gonna put you to sleep on sunday morning <laughs> no that's a good one um I just think it's important to, and I, I don't, maybe King is that, but like, I think, I think practical ways of how we do that. That's how my brain always kind of goes to, to practical ways. Mm-hmm. Like we need to speak life. Like we need to speak life into our wives. We, mm. we and, and we need to say nice things to our wives and we need to make that a point to let them know that they're doing a great job. Let them know that they're a great mom. Like we, our words have a enormous weight. And mm-hmm. we have to use those words. That's one way to do it for me. Like you have to use them and pick and choose them wisely. And by the way, like I think we have to explain to our kids too, like your words matter to your mom. Like words have weight, but not all words are weighted the same. Like my daughter, if, if my wife walked by somebody and they said, hey, you know, nice, nice shirt. You look cool. You look great. You look awesome. That would probably matter to her. But if my wife walked by and my daughter said that to her, that would really matter. Mm. And I think we got to realize that, 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 you know, uh, the responsibility we have and what we can do with our words, what we can do with our actions. We can, we can make them a priority by holding their hand. We can make them a priority by um, praying for them. We can make them a pro- We can constantly throughout our day, you know, send them messages, love on them. I, I, I don't think that's something that's exceptionally hard but it will take intentionality. It will take you having to, again, die to yourself, what you got going on. And, and, and simple things that I've learned along the way too is, you know, when my wife tells me yesterday, yesterday was a good example. My wife told me yesterday she was going to get her nails done. Okay, make it a point to ask about it. It's not that hard. Mm-hmm. What color were your nails? Send me a picture. You know, it's not that hard to, and, and I do care. I, mm-hmm. I, I legitimately do care about what my wife does and, I need to do, she had, you know, she went with her mom. How was it with your mom? It was a good conversation. You know, I mean, I think those, if you ask those questions, you find out what's going on in your, in your wife's heart. You find out what's going on in their life. And I think you, you stay plugged into, to them and it helps you, you know, it helps all. I just don't think it has to be exceptionally hard. You don't have to make this difficult. Be an active person in their heart or in their life. 
those are great practical things because it, if you go back to my statement, marriage is the most important human relationship in your life, and this is the most important human in your life. And all those things that you're talking about doing, your words and your actions and your attitude, you're making her the most important by what you communicate, what you say, what you do, your attitude, and you're lifting her up, you're honoring her, you're praising, you know what I mean? All, and, awesome stuff. And another good thing, another thing you should never, ever, ever, ever do, we should never, ever do is, you know, we don't, we can't be negative about our spouse to people. Mm. And when I say that, like in front of her, throwing her laundry out or being negative, that's not, that's not a negotiable. Like, I know you think you have friends that are, and I've, I've done this, I've fallen in this trap. You think you have friends and it's joking and it's fun. Like, I tell everybody the great things my wife does. Amen. I don't share the, Amen. I don't share the bad things my wife does. She doesn't do a lot of things wrong. But I'm not I'm not interested in sharing all the wrong things she did. I want to tell like, dude, no, she's a rock star. She does she does such a great job with X, Y, and Z. And I think in front of people, that that will matter to your wife too. Like when you when they know like dude, you're a cheerleader, you're her biggest fan, I think it it's a good tangible step, something easy you can do too. And if someone doesn't get anything else out of this podcast, that right there. Non negotiable. Never throw your wife under the bus to anybody <laughs> even ever. just even jokingly yeah because it's still it still wounds yeah. you know with sarcasm is a way we wound people or a way we sugarcoat things or hide things but no to me that would that would kind of kind of be a recipe for the first step towards divorce yeah well Talking and then, bad about your wife hey, by the way it's especially with your kids too right i oh, mean that's yeah. a, that's a big oh, deal man. being on the being on the same page, don't let those kids slip through those cracks because your kids know how to manipulate and know how to use one versus the other. Kids know how to manipulate. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, bro, <laughs> what did your mom say? Yeah, guess what? My answer is going to be the exact same thing your mother said. So just, just to make the argument that marriage is the most important relationship and not your relationship with your kids... I love the example here in, in Scripture. It says, husbands, love your wives as Christ loved the church. It doesn't say, fathers, love your kids as Christ loved the church, or moms, love your kids. As... He, he, he Clearly establishing. Clearly establishing the most important relationship uh, that we have. And it's just it's the vow, it's the vow of priority. It's the, uh, when, you, when, you, when you go down the aisle, you're saying, okay, top priority. And it's a covenant. And I mentioned this many, many times in church that, that marriage is a covenant relationship between one man and one woman for life. And praise God, huh? The creator of the universe says in Genesis 2.18, it's not good for a man to be alone. Yep. <laughs> you know, and then in Genesis 2.24, it says, for this reason, a man will leave his father and mother and be united to his wife, and the two will become one flesh so there's the leaving we, we talked about that in the previous leaving our family but then there's the cleaving the two becoming one we become one physically I'm not going to go into any details there because Jolin's in the room spiritually emotionally financially and so you really can't let any other relationship get in the way of that relationship so not the in-laws not friends not a, not a, not friends not another person of the opposite sex, um, and, and not the kids. And, and I think if you're, if you're, you've probably heard this before and you might even been the one that taught me this, but 
you know, your relationship, if you think about it like the, the pyramid, mm-hmm. you know, your relationship, you and your wife are the bottom, you know, right, bottom, left. If you're chasing God to the top, if you're running mm-hmm. to God with your personal relationship, you're, you absolutely have to grow closer together. Yeah. But if husband and wife are bro- both growing closer to God, or, they're going to they're the, grow closer to each other. Correct. You're going to grow... You're going to continue to go from that bottom of the pyramid on the right, bottom of the pyramid on the left, to the top of the pyramid together and continue to grow. Um, and, and it's not always going to be easy. You're, you're going to have seasons that are difficult and more difficult than us. And if you have those seasons where, listen, I, I'll be honest, I have a phenomenal marriage. I have a great marriage. But there's also times when we don't get along. There's also times when we're not clicking. We're not at 100%. And that's going to happen. Yeah. That's absolutely going to happen for, for every single one of us. It's going to happen. And I think you got to understand how to, ha- how to deal, deal with that too. Like I've, over the years, I've really, really learned just to, I can tell Lindsay that, Hey, you know, like what's going on? We're not really, I don't feel like we're on the same page is, you know, is something up? Am I doing something wrong? Are you doing mm-hmm. like, is there something, are you feeling this, you know, a little bit of tension and, I think we've found a lot of times and when we communicate and we talk about it, it gets, it gets better. And then I know, by the way, it also puts me on high alert. Like, okay, I got to, when she tells me something like that, all right, I got to do a better job. Like I'm not paying attention to her as much as I should. Cause ideally we should know what's important to our wives. We should know how their days are and where we need to fit. We should be able to read our wives and the context clues really well by now. Like depending on how long you've been married, I mean, Every day, they're giving you clues of how their day is going. Every text, every nod, every everything they say. I mean, we should we should learn to be students of our of our wives. Learn to learn what's important. Learn when they're upset, when they're not, and how to communicate with that, and you know how to plug in. It's, but it's not. I just wanted to say that because my marriage isn't always easy. Sometimes it's really really difficult. Sometimes we don't get along, and and that's okay. And that's going to happen. But that doesn't mean we run from them. You know, I think we got to find a way to sit down and communicate what we're feeling and how we fix it. Now, I have a question for debate here. Oh, yeah, I know, I know, you like the questions love for debate. debate. I just love debate, especially off because, the cuff when you don't tell me about these. I've been talking. So there's several several guys in my discipleship group that are divorced and and remarried, and it's kind of come up kind of come up a few times that. Well, as long as you keep the kids first, as long as you put the kids first. And, and then I was telling them, no, it's your spouse first, kids second. And then one, one of the guys made the statement that, you know, well, well, wives come and go, but your kids are yours forever. Ouch. And, and I was thinking, okay, well, maybe your ex-wife has gone, but yeah. now you have a new wife. And how would she, you know, like, even if you're divorced and remarried, your new wife or your new husband still has higher priority than your kids. Or you're going to have another new wife soon. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And then, and then it's almost like a self-fulfilling prophecy. Yeah. Okay, well, okay, wives do come and go. They are going to come and go if you don't prioritize them over Every other human relationship. Correct. And even I think some of us out there too that struggle with like friends and tell and being open and having a great relationship with friends. Friends are awesome, but friends aren't replacements for your spouse. And like when something happens in your day, 
we, we've got to get to this point. I'm not saying you're going to be at this point right now. We've got to get to this point when something happens in your day, when something great happens, the first person you call is your spouse. The first person you think about is your spouse. It's not your mom. It's not your dad. I got a great relationship with my mama. I talk to her every day. I've already talked to her, you know, today. I, I, I talk to her every day almost. I mean, if I'm home, I talk to her every day. And that's awesome. But that's still not my most important human relationship. And I think you got to, we got to understand that we're doing life together with them. And the sooner we treat them like that, and the sooner we give them the authority of that, the, the faster I think our relationship will continue to grow and, and it will continue to grow and it will continue to change because yeah. your kids are going to be different stages. Your needs for your wife are going to continue to change. I mean, I, I'm sure you could speak to that as, as your wife gets older, it's different. I mean, it's a different level of, I got to provide different level of things, but um, you know, it's not friends. It's not mama. It's not daddy. It's wife, husband first. That relationship becomes, becomes or comes before all. Thank you for listening to this week's Family Goals podcast with Davey Pollack and Pastor Jay. The relationship you have with your spouse is the most important relationship you will ever have here on earth. It's not your kids or your parents or your friends. It is your spouse. Husbands, love your wives just as Jesus loved the church. Lead her spiritually. Take care of her needs. Provide and protect her and serve her by dying to yourself. Wives, if your husband's doing all these things, why would you not want to submit to them? And above all this, submit to each other as a holy reverence for the Lord. If you found this episode helpful, encouraging, or entertaining, please let us know by subscribing to the podcast or by writing a review. You can also reach us on Instagram and Twitter at Family Goals Pod. Thank you again for listening to the Family Goals Podcast, and we'll catch you next week.